Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on, everybody? Jelani Brown bringing you another episode of What the Game Means to Me. Got a special guest today. Uh, I'm going to be diving into a, a different avenue of sports that I'm not really accustomed to, but definitely excited to learn about today. Got my um, guest today, Mr. Greg Rowe, uh, creator of Freestyle Trampoline. Welcome, uh, like I said, welcome, Greg Rowe. Just went, uh, pretty much, I start the show out. I just asked them, you know, pretty much my guests, what the game means to them. In this case, what does trampoline mean to you? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a loaded question. You know, for me, it's, it's not just trampoline. That's a label that, you know, that's a sport. That's a, a community. It's a, it's an abstract concept in many ways. For me, the reason that I do what I do is simply because I'm basically trying to create a future that I want. The game to me represents, you know, my pathway to success. So I just keep going along it step by step, jog by jog, hurdle by hurdle, you know, fall down by fall down, but it's my pathway. So the game to me is going down that pathway and basically making the best time that you personally can and hopefully representing, you know, something that is valuable to you because you are competing against other people. You know, people, you just compete to yourself. No, you don't. That's not how biology works. But, you know, you understand that it's ultimately – you know, my parents would say something like that I used to play a lot of hockey when I was a kid before I got into all the gymnastics stuff and say, you know, you can hook the opponent, right? You hook them by their sweater or whatever, their jersey, or you can just learn how to skate faster tomorrow. <laughs> That's always a better plan. Just skate faster. Screw the hooking and all that stuff. Just skate faster. And that's what my parents taught me. My dad taught me that when I was a kid and it always stuck with me. So it's all about just skating faster. I love it. I love that answer. So, um, because I've done a little bit of research, uh, looked at your uh, guys' website and everything. Um, kind of, I guess, what was the, the, I guess, inspiration to to create this, uh, I guess, avenue of sport? Um, lots of things. You know, the traditional gymnastics sport is dying. It's uh, mm-hmm. kind of old. It's done. You know, it, was, it has German military roots from back in the mid eighteen hundreds. <laughs> all the revolutions and all that. So they're very, let's say, straight-laced, to say the least. And the new generations are saying, I I want more control. You're not just going to give me top-down information and say, 
do this, do that, don't do that, and that's it. There's, it's life gets exciting in the gray areas, and that's what isn't addressed with my sport. So what we're seeing is this whole freestyle community. It's not just me. Like I'm, I'm just kind of, I guess, in charge of one sector. But there's the parkour guys, there's slack line, there's skydivers, there's wind tunnel athletes, there's uh, trickers, there's martial arts guys. There's, there's so many different of these freestyle communities, but they're just like skateboarding or BMX back in the 90s and early 2000s where they were just the ones that said, no, I'm going to do it myself. And that's, that's what we represent. So I represent a very small part of that but it's for the trampoline base. And that's that's basically our kind of our thing to do, I guess. I don't know how, what you explain it as. It's mm-hmm. our motto, you know, it's, it's our motto. It's a pathway. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then um, so I was searching on the website and I realized there's different, um, I guess different games or different competitions. Um, I think one was called uh, Tramp Champ. Um, so I kind of just wanted to see, uh, kind of I guess, take me through like that process, like the competition um, and how, you know, I guess how everything goes down. Um, it's pretty similar. It's like skate or horse, like oh, okay. letters. So oh, okay. there's like five or six dudes at a trampoline um, or, or chicks, whatever. And uh, <laughs> they basically take turns and one person goes, they jump, 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 do some combo of some kind. Um, and there's kind of agreed allowed parameters, no more than like five tricks or you got to do this or, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's parameters, but everyone kind of sets a trick within there. Everyone else has to do it. And if you do it, you don't get a letter, right? If you don't do it, you do get a letter. And then if you collect T-R-A-M-P, you're out, just like skateboarding and basketball. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I figured that's kind of what it was like, but interesting. Um, I guess for you, I don't know if you like, I'm pretty sure like you're in the sport and, you know, do all these different types of tricks and stuff. What, uh, I guess maybe your favorite, your favorite combo Ooh, I would say that I like the skills that you land on your back and your legs are kind of like up. So my head's like on this side of my hand and my legs are up. So I'm like on my back, my legs up and I kick them down and I do spins. So um, when you have a larger surface area that you're landing on, then it's you have more adjustment. Right. So mm-hmm. if I'm off by a little bit, I can kind of roll to the center of my back. Right. If yeah. I'm on my legs, my feet are small. Right. I have little mm-hmm. small feet. <laughs> and so when it doesn't work perfectly, you're a lot more likely to get injured. But your back is, you know, half of your body, literally. So you have more uh, wiggle room, let's call it. And then I can kick in different directions. And it's where I move my body. So from my back, I can move my arms in one direction, but also my feet in another direction. Um, I can do that from my feet as well. But it's 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 a little bit different from your back. It's a little bit more fun, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. What would you say, in your opinion, is the hardest, I guess, trick or combination to pull off? Oh, there's a lot of hard ones. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like for just by watching the videos, it definitely seems like everything would be hard for me. <laughs> for me, the ones that would get, I would say, mathematically scary are the ones where they do flips, then land on their stomach. When you land on your back, if I over or under rotate, then I just hit my feet and roll back. Or in the worst case, I kind of land on my upper shoulders and roll down. So I have some room to play with if I'm off. On your stomach, though, your back only bends a little bit. So if you're off by even 10%, you can get some serious whiplash. So these guys will do like quadruple backflip and then open up to their face on purpose. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm good. I'll land on my feet. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly, right? But you have no wiggle room. So it is a safety concern because a lot of them do open up early thinking they see it, but it's so fast they can't see it. And they think they do because that's how the brain works, but they don't actually. And then it's game over. Yeah. yeah. That kind of leads me to, I guess, my next question. Like how, because um, it is, I guess, like considered maybe like an extreme sport. Um, how many or how often do you see injuries within this realm? Of, uh, you know, traveling. Um, it's about the same as all acrobatic sports, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have a lot of small sprains and strains and sorenesses and, and bangings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then uh, you'll get a few broken legs and arms here, and a couple of guys they'll they'll get they'll get flipped out of the the enclosure of the mm-hmm. net or off, depending on where it is, and they'll they'll smash into a wall, they'll smash into a, a railing, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> they'll have huge like bruised ribs and stuff like that. So you do get that, but everyone kind of knows that's okay. That's just sort of, that's sport story. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's the, it's the higher level injuries where people are landing with directly on their heads, getting paralyzed. Um, that really messes people, you know, messes with their minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reality is that these kids are out there doing this stuff unsupervised and, mm-hmm. For us, we come in and say, "Well, what's that?" Because I come from Team Canada, so I come mm-hmm. from a structured sort of background. And I say, "What the hell are you guys doing?" What? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And yeah. then they're like, "Well, we're we're de tramping, we're doing this, right?" I'm like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And then what's that exactly? And then they go and they land on their heads a bunch of times. I'm like, "Uh, is that good?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine." I'm like, "Okay, hey man, I'm not gonna say no. That's that's your thing, man. I land on my yeah. head. <laughs> I get it." You know, so I, I don't I don't put up arms against them. I just, if anything, what we did is invest in them and say, okay, well, maybe you want to throw mat. Maybe you want this. Maybe here's some education. Here's some of this. Here's some of that. And we basically just invested in them to try to help them out and at least, you know, learn what it takes. Like, we don't want them to not do it. We just exactly. say, be, be smart about it. Don't be an idiot. You know, you're not going to, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to control every little thing. So at least go in with your eyes open. Yep. And then. With that, I was searching the uh, website. You also just kind of um, eliminated to it that you're from Team Canada. I know uh, this is kind of like a, a global, um, I guess, global thing, global phenomenon. I just wanted to, because you tell everybody kind of like the different countries and uh, platforms like y'all are in. And then um, I know you guys offer training because you just say, you know, you took a, you take them under your wing, kind of want to teach them the ropes the proper way and the safe way to uh, trampoline. So I guess kind of just uh, speak about, you know, this your organization and then uh how you guys are able to take in these kids and then you know teach them the proper way yeah it, that's uh it's a complicated story but i'll try to sum it up as easy as i can yeah basically what we've done is said look there's about a hundred thousand of you kids out there that say you're g trampers freestyle mm-hmm. trampolinists flippers floppers whatever they call <laughs> them nowadays, you know and um they basically say look we don't want to do traditional gymnastics we just kind of want to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Easy. Okay. I understand too much rules, too much regulations. No one wants to wear tights. Got it. So <laughs> then we then we say, okay, fine. So we'll make a category for you guys. Uh, it's You're going to have live events. So we have about 50 events a year uh, minimum, just the ones that we're directly in contact with. But our partners also have their own, but it's all licensed. So there's, there's a whole licensing program there with that. Right. But we basically run like 50 to 100 events a year. We do workshops for the kids. They have full educational programs. We run all the brand deals all through them. So it, the way it's different than Team Canada is that Team Canada says, okay, we got a brand, you know, X companies coming in, guys, 
And then we say, oh, great. How much do I get? And then you say, uh, nothing. What are you talking about? You jump, you jump for free. I'm like, what? You know, so what we do instead is say, no, 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 no. You're going to pay these athletes from as soon as they start bringing value, you pay them. It's yeah. like, no, no one works at McDonald's for 15 yeah. years hoping to become manager and then get paid. Yeah. No um. one, right? No one does that. Everyone says, yo, just give me a little bit along the way and give me incentivizations that will make me work harder and harder as I get to manager level, right? That's yeah. how the rest of the world works. So we were basically saying, well, because Canada, and it's a, a whole thing about amateurism versus professionalism and all this sort of stuff, which is, it's, um, we actually spoke to researchers about this and it's, it's a basically a political thing back from uh, the UK, actually, from back in the day. It's not even a real problem. It's actually just a make-believe straw man for uh, some other stuff that's going on that I won't get into. Yeah. You know, so once we realized that that was going on, we just said, look, we're going to become an agency. So we ended up basically saying, all right, we're going to take these 100,000 kids. We're going to make all these events. We're going to make these competitions. We have competitive streams, recreational streams, just family streams. So families come to the events. It's just a fun hoopla of time, you know, blah, blah, blah. everyone just having fun, you know, and mm -hmm. competition. And we basically use that to kind of orchestrate it. And then we make a structuring system where basically it's like a funneling system that says if you win competitions, you get to go to championships and this and that, just like any other sport. But mm -hmm. the, the interesting part really is that we are more of an agency basically partnering them with other brands and other uh, that basically will pay for services, whether it's editing, content creation, trampoline shows, uh, TV shows, whatever the deal is, acting, photo uh, photography, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and then we basically get them out there and we teach them how to brand themselves. We teach them how to make money at it because that's, those are going to be the people that really the athletes they are going to take this thing and take it to the next level. I'm going to be an old man by the time that this whole thing, is, <laughs> you know, really big. Uh, yeah. Right, exactly. And that and everyone knows that. So I just enjoy the the, the 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 journey, right? So but that's the thing is we're giving these guys a platform so that they can make something hopefully they'll be as big as like, you know, the UFC one day. Yeah. That's cool, honestly. I think, you know, it, with the I guess the path that you guys are on. I would think so cuz there is a lot of, I know before we talked or before we uh went live, um you know, talking about like different flips and different like things like kind of like popcorn in a sense like, you know, that you've seen on TikTok and um, I've even seen on ESPN. I've seen it a lot more, especially in recent years, and it's definitely you know come I guess into its own. And I didn't even realize it was a, um, you know now like I think I was reading up on it. I guess now it's part of the Olympics. Um, if I am correct, am I correct? The Olympics for yeah, like they're just so they they postponed it for a year. Yeah. So, oh no. Oh, so it was just it was gonna be in this up uh, this year's upcoming Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. As it hasn't been any, um, I guess any previous years, it was just it was a new, I guess entity that was just uh, introduced. Well, no, no. So our, our sport is not in the Olympics. We're actually going through like more X Games, Red Bull kind of. Okay, sports. yeah, yeah. Well, the, the old traditional guys, they are in the Olympics, but mm -hmm. they're getting, let's say, their feathers shaken a little bit from the IOC, <laughs> the Olympic Committee, because they're now buying up parkour, which is a freestyle sport. That's one of the yeah. sports that we deal with, right? So that. They have already bought them up, basically, and put them in the Olympics. So they will be in the next Olympics as well. Okay. Um, and so traditional trampoline is – I don't think it's going to last very long. I, I wouldn't pay for it, you know what I mean, if I was yeah. an athlete. You know, and um, so we're, we're positioning ourselves to basically say, well, we're here if you guys want it. But at the end of the day, it's a community. It's not really about competition. Like these kids, they, they only like 10% of them care about competition. Yeah. Most of them just want to train and have fun. Oh, exactly. They, yeah, they just don't want the – 
the the structure all that mm-hmm. sort of they just want to play with it and have some guidance not structure there's a, there's a bit of a difference yeah I actually got a I guess a viewer question one of my um my my guys my friends Jeff Hunt he was asking how do you train off of the trampoline off in what way like I guess like is there any type of I guess like in your you know, oh, all like uh, cross. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we do like so. When I was on Team Canada, we would do uh, or I I would do um, like squats and stuff like that. So I'd have like two forty fives on each side, full mm-hmm. full bend down. When I was in university, I was I was doing kinesiology at the time, so I had a full weightlifting gym at my disposal. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and, and everything, and the the yellow, blue, and red sort of. It was uh, coming handy. Uh, yeah. Oh man, those are so much nicer. You you don't even think yeah. about it they are nicer and it's a little rubber just i don't know it's softer landing right yeah <laughs> yeah so i do like a bunch of deadlifts with that just squats and stuff like that i do single leg squats for more of the you know synergistic muscles uh, those are the balancing muscles between the big prime movers you know stuff like that um we're doing a lot of power lifts i went and actually got my, all my uh, my national certification for mm-hmm. uh, weightlifting not powerlifting weightlifting yeah like, yeah and all that sort of stuff that's but those are power moves right mm-hmm. so i do a lot of that and we do a lot of jump squats and things like this. So it's all power. So we'll, we'll alternate between basically three things. We'll do um, stability, BOSU, exercise ball, uh, just groundwork, uh, unilateral stuff kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll go to max max weight, but slow, 6RM kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know. But then, then we'll go speed with maybe only uh, just a 45-pound bar, but you know, quick, bang, 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 mm-hmm. bang. And then we we kind of alternate between those three categories, roughly with flexibility and all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I'm guessing those obviously those two are probably the most important aspects with like when it comes to trampolining. Which one I guess would you say is a little bit more important, like the flexibility portion of it, for like you know when they're making being able to make their flips to I guess get their you know get their body fully around or like the power that they need in order to I guess even lift themselves off the ground i guess i'd have to say power just because if you don't have the power you don't even get into the air to get to the position (laughs) (laughs) right so yeah the power is for sure but yeah the flexibility is definitely a um a a definitely a topic right but Mm. you'd be surprised like imagine standing up and you just quickly jump drop down touch your toes don't bend your legs at all Mm -hmm. that's it and most people can do that you know they went for the quick reach even if you're just you know regular let's say bmi is regular even if the bmi is 30 you know Mm -hmm. you'll still generally be able to touch your toes and pop back up right Mm -hmm. when we do our skills we'll do whatever the twisting and flipping and then we'll quickly pop into a position and then pop back out again so flexibility isn't actually that important in trampoline um it's more about getting the technique and the weight distribution and that's where it's kind of more like darts where you got to just be perfect the way you throw Mm -hmm. the body off the trampoline and that's that's really where the key is in the air it's not that hard you can be a little sloppy and thick Mm -hmm. and not perfectly elegant you'll still score pretty well okay I guess um I don't think I got into this part yet. I probably should start in the beginning, but um kind of just want to I guess talk about I guess a little bit about like your journey into the sport and like kind of like where you are now with everything. Um, I know you like said I don't know if you still are with Team Canada. Um, but just yeah, yeah, not anymore. So like yeah, I just want to talk about I guess maybe like your journey um into the sport, kind of like what caught your interest. You know, starting starting up everything and then kind of like how. Like your plan basically to expand it 
Because like I said, I know you guys are in like 22 countries now and, and growing. So um, just wanted to let you speak on that. Yeah, well, basically I was on Team Canada and I said, hey, how much are you guys going to pay me to continue representing your country? They mm-hmm. said uh, basically nothing. And I said, okay, well, uh, when I crunch the numbers, I'll make more money working at McDonald's than I will. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Competing yeah. for you guys. So once I did those basic calculations, I was about 18, 19, 20 at the time. I was, you know, going to university and thinking, okay, what am I doing with my life? I was learning about budgets and stuff and realizing, holy crap. This ain't going to pay for anything. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, I did one of those. So I'm like, okay, a new plan, you know, and I ended up uh, basically partnering up with my business partner now, Trish, who mm-hmm. uh, basically understands all the business stuff. You know, she was basically my mentor at the start. She 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 was the one to create the Subaru Rally team for Canada. So she, she dealt with all the big budgets and TSN licensing and this, that, and the other. Um, and, um, yeah, like TSN, like Sports Network kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so she dealt with all that sort of stuff. She, so she came in with the business. I came in with the, let's say, unique market that we could capitalize on. And it was a dying market, and it still is dying. Um, so we basically said, okay, well, we're going to invest in, in the parks, garden trampolines, uh, uh, special needs therapy, you know, everything, you know, uh, snowboard training. Uh, we worked with Travis Pastrana, the Nitro Circus guys. You know, we worked with with all these different guys and they're all wind tunnel athletes, everything, you know, anyone that can flip around in the air, we targeted them, which is what my industry really was not even looking at that. That didn't exist. Apparently you couldn't learn that on trampoline. Apparently <laughs> who knew, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, okay, well we'll go after the 99% of the market that these guys forgot about. And um, so what we did, we basically just started doing some stunts. I did some jumps off airbags and st- or into airbags, you know, off of buildings and stuff. We did America's Got Talent. We did Jeremy's Got Talent, uh, Discovery Channel, Netflix, uh, News Network, News Network, News Network, you know, kind of thing. And um, we were like, I, well, we, I would say we because we have a team, but I, I guess I was like the first traditional trampoline influencer, I mm-hmm. guess, is what you would say. Um, and I was the first one to capitalize on social media the way we did. So we got the attention of the new generation really quick. We have like, I don't know, like 3 million followers through our network, you know? So, um, I personally only have like maybe half a million if you add it all up, but the network of the kids we're working with, the vloggers and and all these kind of guys, you know, we can reach some pretty good numbers. So what that allows us to do is then build a community for them. Right. So we basically started putting on events. People loved him. The first event we did, uh, 2017, mm-hmm. we got like, people from Israel coming, Australia, New Zealand, all over. Right? We're like, what? 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 This thing, G Tramp? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was still like, I was still in the traditional world, kind of thinking more about stunts actually at that time, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't even understand this community, right? And they were mm-hmm. a very small community. Like they were just think of it more like MSN chat rooms back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah. Little, but and they'd have a meetup once a year in one country where five guys would go and have a summer break with the, the buddy basically that's how, that's what it was mm-hmm. right and then we came in and said okay well we have a sponsor that wanted to do safety and uh promote their products and stuff so they they paid a like i don't know 50 to like sixty thousand dollars uh to oh, like, wow. oh yeah well, that's, that's yeah. minimum you know that's yeah. minimum it's getting mm-hmm. started you know, so that, that's fifty, sixty thousand dollars right there with all the branding, all the hydro stations, of flights, mm-hmm. accommodations, blah 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 blah. You know, fifty thousand dollars goes by real fast. You know, <laughs> so they, they so they paid for that at the start. So we're like, okay, well, we're gonna do this. And I did the outreach, and all of a sudden, we had like two thousand kids all want to 
up there come to California to compete. Mm -hmm. like, what? I didn't even know there were 2,000 of you yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. So then it was like, okay. Then we were scrambling like, oh, my God. Okay, go, go, go. And we got people that are awesome there, Fox News, um, of a whole bunch of influencers and uh, different people at that. So we got really good reach uh, basically overnight. And then we uh, we ended up getting hooked up with a bunch of press in California. So we got into the New York Times and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, spinoff after spinoff after spinoff. And from there, within a week, we were just – and then we basically said, oh, my God, this is crazy. Let's go. And all the kids were asking for more. And the parents were asking for, oh, this is great. My kid's been looking for something to do, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, okay, this is great. So we basically made a feeder system, which is Tramp Champ, like you discussed earlier. And that is just a, a qualifying system of lots yeah. of local competition. So we quickly put that into place. And we did like 30 of those in the first year alone. We just snapped our fingers and made that happen. And yeah. then we did... GT Games, which is the, the event that we're talking about, the first one, the mm -hmm. trampoline games. Yeah. And we do one in the US and then we did one in Europe and New Zealand all within the next year. You know, and we just went and just grabbed the market because we knew that, oh, this is the market. No one's here. No one knows that this exists. Mine. And that's basically what we did. And uh, that's that's what business people do. They they it's like a monopoly board, right? Exactly. Take advantage of what you got. Yeah, what you see. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's basically what we did. So, and but we build it and we structure it so it helps them. So it's not like us building it and making them do stuff. Like they're telling mm -hmm. us what to do. Yeah, I, I'm coordinating with a bunch of different content teams right now, just doing stuff for brands and blog stuff and projects or whatever. And I, I basically teach them how to do it. And they go, okay, well, how much should I charge for this? What should my contract say? What about this? What about this? And oh, how do I shoot that? And what kind of clothes should I wear? You know, blah blah blah, yeah. and we basically negotiate that for them, teach them how to do it. it. Becomes like a university and a sponsor agency all at once, and that's wow. kind of where we are now. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. I would uh, what's um, I guess I don't know. I was about to say who, maybe like who? I guess what influencer or what person within your realm have you guys worked with? Um. That like you know, I guess not the I guess the average person may know, but someone that's out there like now that you said you guys probably have worked with um closely and, and has maybe been in your in your program um to where you're able to you know help them out in the different ways that you know that your uh, I guess the program does um pretty much you know helping them with their branding and you know getting yeah. out there and everything. Um, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them are somewhat independent. We basically give them the structure. But you guys got like, I don't know, you got Dante, you got Sebi. So Dante's like a guy's got like, I don't know, a hundred and some thousand followers out in Netherlands. And he's, he's awesome. Everyone loves him. He has a very nice camera face and everything. <laughs> he's a young athletic kid that, you know, has a whole world ahead of him. So he's doing documentaries now for different brands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. out there. But we have then we have Julian. He doesn't have a huge following, but he's in France, but he's going on TV shows coming up, you know, for like France has got talent and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. all over the media, but then you got a whole bunch of guys in California. You got like Tanner Blongart. He he was the big boy. Like he he had five, he had five million followers or something. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people followed him, right? Mm -hmm. So he basically made the thing go boom. We structured it after so that it could keep living on. Yeah, like Tanner, those guys they don't run the events and stuff. We run the events, but all of their fans go to our events, right? So, but then they come in and work on projects. Like we got Duncan Devils. For another example out in slovenia and they mm -hmm. got like i don't know a couple million followers on like TikTok and uh youtube and all that sort of stuff and 
you know, our guys are going this weekend to actually speak of the devil, literally. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're going out this weekend to shoot some content with them and a bunch of influencers in um, in Europe, right? So yeah. it's it's a big of a mixed bag, but, you know, the top people will have, like, you'll have parkour teams, they'll have 6 million followers on YouTube. You'll have uh, fitness professionals. They'll have a, a million followers and just do kind of, like, cheer stunt videos and stuff like that. You know, so they're all part of that whole freestyle digital community. Mm. What would you say? Because I guess I've been wearing it a little bit because I know, I guess the same, the same people that would be interested in, you know, in freestyle uh, trampoline would probably be the same people that, you know, interested in like a parkour. So what is, um I guess, maybe like the similarities and differences and what would you, I guess, say to someone, you know, coming up and maybe deciding between the two of them, like, I guess, how would you influence them maybe to go more of the trampoline style route? Um, well, we don't push uh, the athletes into one direction or another. Mm -hmm. um, you you got to look at it like the whole freestyle flipping community is kind of one big pie. And yeah. there's sectors. There's a slack line. There's the G-tramp. There's um, the tricking. There's the tumbling. There's teeterboard. There's still traditional gymnastics. You know, there's, there's freestyle and traditional elements of this whole big pie. Right. And basically all that's happening is that these guys are changing it up. So they're putting it online. Right. So yeah. the advice I would say for these guys is to say, like, look at the social media world as your real world. The exact behaviors you do at home with your friends and your family, your girlfriend, boyfriend or whatever it is, is exactly what you're doing online. There's nothing different. These guys are not changing anything. They're basically acting out biological behaviors virtually through social media. So once you understand that, you look at social media as not a, a an external thing that you have to get onto. It is a biological um, personification. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, uh, amalgamation of human biology just embedded in your technology. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yep. Um, then then all of a sudden it becomes a different game. Then it's not how do I get good on marketing, which is a band-aid. It says how do I come up with a really good valuable service or product that then I need to figure out what the storyline is, which is the marketing. Mm -hmm. right? And then you realize it's the value underneath. Like, and a really easy way to sum that up is to say, okay, well, look at Steve Jobs. Does he need a sponsor to fund <laughs> the next Apple? No, not at all. <laughs> because his value is so good. He doesn't need sponsors. He doesn't need followers. He doesn't need any of that. Mm -hmm. Right? He just has a, such a good, valuable product. He can go and do whatever the heck he wants, and everyone will just make the money for him. Right? So that's still the underlying value. But everyone's kind of focused on the marketing right now, the way it looks. But mm -hmm. it's like, it doesn't matter how it looks, guys. The reality is what's underneath. And what's that yeah. value? You know, and that's, that's what the advice I'd say is look underneath. The fancy gimmicks doesn't matter what kind of pictures you use on your live stream podcast. Mm -hmm. It's what is the value of the podcast itself? How does it help your world, your customer's world? And that's you keep that in the forefront of your mind when you're making these kind of decisions. You'll be okay. Great advice. <laughs> Great advice. Yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. Interesting uh, realm and world um, of sport. Like I said, I'm definitely learned a lot and. Glad because I was able to meet you and talk talk about it with you today. I guess last thing before we go, I guess first, uh, you know, let everybody know where they can find you. You know how they can get involved in freestyle trampoline. Um, pretty much, maybe about you guys' upcoming events. I know COVID nineteen. Actually, that's a good question. Has COVID nineteen, you know, 
had an impact on you guys as you know business and and even like you know you guys as uh, influence the people you work with business like have they been able to pretty much do what they've what they've been doing and has it kind of like put a halt to you guys' process at all yeah well we can't have live events i can't even leave canada right now so uh we can't do that but no one's asked for a refund we have like 40 different events kind of outstanding with ticket sales and people that purchase and everyone just says yeah whatever you know <laughs> it's a hundred bucks we trust you guys because it's a community thing so they know that we're here just basically building their community yeah. so they're not they're not running for refunds and stuff like that they're just exactly. saying yeah whatever it's fine uh just whenever the event comes along just let me know yeah basically they trust that you you know you guys are gonna yeah yeah, yeah. it's a it's a trust thing you know and if, yeah, if you're i don't know some big corporation that you know there's no customer service then yeah you won't get that kind of uh response but um we've been around long enough and people know that we kind of hit this whole thing up and we kind of sprouted this market so they, they give us that respect and uh, we appreciate it of course because all that goes right back to them right mm -hmm. so it's, it's to create a new event or a new idea or fund a new project that eventually then gets put into the community right so it's all recycled at the end of the day yeah 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 exactly. so it's um it's a good community i like yeah. it you know at first i i don't know i just it's like anything new you're just like what is it Yep. Right. And once you kind of watch them, you realize that this is a different community. These guys aren't, they're not going to just say, well, you know, I've got to fight. I've got to win. Blah, blah, blah. They just say, yo, I, I, they, they get excited when the other guy wins. Yeah. Right. The competitors are there at the event with all the cameras out filming everybody else beating them. And then they yeah. get so happy and they hug each other when they lost. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's a different form, different way of a competition. It's that's actually yeah it's like it's like camaraderie i like that yeah it's like more so friendly competition not friendly competition but like you know just competition within to where everybody's still uplifting each other and it's everything. more like show off they they're trying to show off like they they train for you know six months or whatever since their last competition because we can only do like 50 or 60 of them a year you know so there's a lot of people that get left out uh, uh, sadly you know we can only go to the major hot spots but they, mm -hmm. they train all year or all six months or whatever it is and then they get there and they get to show it off for them it's they get to show off what i learned not i get to win a medal that stuff mm -hmm. honestly is not that important the kids are having yeah. fun and they're basically burnt out sometimes before they even get to the competition yeah. You know, so it's it's the competition is more so that the brands take them seriously so they take themselves seriously because if you are promoted as athletes then that comes with a sort of a reputation with that you gotta take it seriously you can't be a moron you gotta try <laughs> this. you gotta use proper safety techniques and the brands expect more so therefore they're willing to pay more you know you go to a brand and say hey you know so and so can you pay x amount for uh, these kids to bounce around on trampolines no Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, but hey, but you go back to that same brand and you say, hey, by the way, I got the world's best freestyle flippers, 20 of the best guys come from all around the world to throw down right here, branding whatever product. Yeah, that sells a lot easier. You know, and so there is that aspect to sport. It's a show. And people got to realize sports is a show. It's you're doing ticket sales. And if you don't want to come see your show, I don't care what your rules are. I don't care what your ethics board says. I don't care what your injury rate is. You won't exist at all anyway. So you better realize what's actually happening and play the game accordingly. Mm -hmm. It actually just by when you just said show, um, it just, I guess, uh, formed another question for me. One, I guess, one, where are the hot spots um, specifically? And two, like, is there... Uh, maybe anything in the works, like some type of, I guess, TV contract, TV branding, or do you guys do like a lot of live streaming? 
we do live streams uh, all the time at our events. Um, but yeah, and we are working on different TV shows for different concepts, but those will take years just to yeah. even get them into production, never mind the actual thing done. So, you know, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of coming down the pipeline. Like these guys, they're 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 building quick. They're getting a lot of media attention simply because it's unique and different. You yeah. know, and they're and they're also going against the old guards. You know, they're saying, you know, I don't need to go to the Olympics. I can just do this. And theoretically, these kids are making more money in yeah, our yeah. in our community than they are in uh, the traditional communities. So we're already, let's say, getting one up on them on that. Yep. You know, so and that's that's it's. It's what the athletes want. That's that's what they're looking for. They're basically saying, like, look, I'm not going to commit 15 years to hopefully mm-hmm. become a manager of McDonald's. Yeah. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe if I'm lucky, I get to work at McDonald's, you know, i.e. the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, well, why? who would ever expect another person to work for 15 years without any give back? It seems like oh, a, a really- yeah, that's a crazy idea, crazy concept. It's like, yeah, more of our generation is like they kind of, well, with the technology, like you alluded to earlier, it's like a lot of the things that they would want, like you said, they, they can get it within those hoping of 15 years to maybe be a manager, like they can get it now. Like, you know, we've seen people pop overnight, like, you know, and become sensations overnight, which is like one video. So yeah. it sounds like, sound like you know, what you guys are doing and running, it's great and, you know, definitely tailors to that specific community. Um, I guess, I guess the one question I forgot, what, um, where specifically are the hotspots? I know you guys say that you do a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, of- sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got California, mm-hmm. um, Netherlands, which is Central Europe. It's like right over the overseas right there, that first one you land in from the UK, um, and maybe Belgium. But um, And then you got Scandinavia. Those are yeah. basically your four big hotspots. Uh, New Zealand has a community, but it's not as big. Even Africa has a community, not, not very big either, but – they they definitely have a community so they're they're little bits everywhere but scandinavia like um they they have what they call team gym which is another type of gymnastics a little bit more traditional somewhere in the middle actually between traditional and freestyle and uh they have tons of those so the, it's different out there in denmark for example because they're actually getting funded by the school boards so those are our actual schools that people go to and they actually have gymnastics gyms within the school, you go to a university or a college in America, they'll have one there, but only if they have a program, these guys will have a program as well. So, but they have a lot more of them. They have boarding schools, all tumbling gymnastics, all that sort of stuff. So it tends to be a lot more popular out there and it's where it's kind of dying on the, uh, in North America a little bit, but they're, they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Well, again, appreciate your time. Appreciate, you know, just you know, just your I guess insight and everything. Like I said, introducing me to a new world of sport. Um, something like I said, I've seen like you know here and there, but definitely gonna check out a lot more. Um, like I said, did you uh you know let everybody know where they could find you, different events that may be coming up, um, like how they can get like said, involved in freestyle trampoline and um, yeah, man, just plug yourself in. Yeah, man. Uh, just if you're searching for my videos, it's just Greg Rowe trampoline on. Google, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you're trying to look for the actual Freestyle Trampoline Association to get involved from more of a business level or just kind of see what we're doing, it's just freestyletrampolineassociation.com. Really simple, really easy. Uh, I'm glad we got that URL, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, it has yeah, a- that's, yeah. 
yeah, so it has educational resources and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so check it out there. Contact us if you ever want again to involve with anything. We have a lot of different people that kind of help out, um, and we have Patreon and all that sort of stuff. So uh, get involved. We can always find a way to you know help the community with whatever people want to you know jump in with. So perfect. Okay, so for guys out there that's definitely interested in this, go ahead, plug yourself in, get your um, get his contact, follow his social media. They're doing some great things. Appreciate you again, Mr. Greg, and um, hope you have a great day. Well, that will do it for today's episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed my guests. Continue to follow me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can find me on there at What the Game Means to Me. Twitter is WTGMTM Podcast. And of course, you know, my Facebook is just What the Game Means to Me Facebook page. Um, continue to check out all updates there when shows would drop and of course continue to follow and support my nfl smack talk smackdown series this week i'll be having the afc north and nfc north so be on the lookout for those episodes continue to comment vote watch subscribe to my youtube as well to catch all the behind the scenes updates with that and continue to support appreciate you guys for tuning in and see you next time